Welcome to season two of Lean Startup Company podcast series. I'm Heather McGough, co-founder of Lean Startup Company, where we share lean startup and modern management techniques to a growing community of entrepreneurs and corporate innovators. We produce webcasts, podcasts, original content, our annual Lean Startup Conference, and offer live and virtual training in the enterprise. Whether you're building a high-growth tech startup, a mobile app, a piece of hardware, working in a nonprofit, or a large bureaucratic organization, adopting Lean Startup methodology can help support continuous innovation and sustainable growth. Today's guest is Jeff Vitri, the Director of Innovation at the Arizona Central Credit Union. Jeff is responsible for their innovation project lifecycle, which includes gathering insights, managing experiments, and final implementation at scale. He manages a cross-functional team and has a vast knowledge of Lean Startup techniques, tools, and methodologies. Welcome to the show today, Jeff. Good morning. Thank you. So I met you because I was seeking Lean Startup practitioners who work in highly regulated industries, and you and I had a phone call. And I was actually just looking at my notes from that call, and I wrote down, Jeff has a great do-it-yourself DIY method and incredible story. And so uh, we decided that we wanted to invite you on the show because we feel like your story uh, really might help others. So let's start out by learning a bit about your organization, the Arizona Central Credit Union. What do they do, and what's your role at the company? Great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We are an Arizona-based credit union. Uh, Started doing business here in Arizona back in 1939. Um, We have 10 full-service branches all across across Arizona. Um, We're currently operating with about 55,000 members and roughly 400 million in assets. And uh, me personally, my role is our director of our innovation lab. Um, Started this position uh, in May of this year, and I'm responsible for leading our build, measure, learn process, facilitating teams uh, in the process, and uh, educating and driving our staff to these principles that have proved to be a great value to us. So, I would think that credit unions by nature are maybe a little bit slow moving. What are some of the challenges you face as an organization? Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, um, I would even you know argue a lot of the financial um, companies in general, banks and credit unions kind of lumped together. Um, we're just really, you know, in the market kind of seen as, you know, slow movers as far as by way of innovation. Um, you know, culture, our, our culture, I feel like, can often get caught up in the we've always done it this way. You know, like I said, we've been in business for a long time. And, you know, we've done, I just think we've done a great job in driving our staff outside of that box. But we still struggle with it at times um, to take a step outside of doing things anywhere close to what our peers are doing. Um, you know, also, as you mentioned, you know, being in a highly regulated industry, um, as we, you know, talked about initially, is um, it, it really draws the line on some things we're able to do as an organization. Um, so there's always almost that feeling of a cross-check, um, you know, whereas a lot of other organizations can just kind of get out, you know, and, and put no limitations on, on what they can do. We've almost always got that cross-check. So there's a reason you were led to the lean startup method. What was that reason, or what what were those reasons? <laughs> Definitely, um, you know this is kind of quite the history, but I'll try to lay out the timeline um, as well as I can. So back in 2011, our uh, management team was looking at a, a strategy redefine, 
Um, and our senior leadership team did a great job at creating a, an activity systems map back, back then. And um, it was really just kind of um, a map as far as the points that, you know, where we want to be as an organization, what we think will lead us to be, you know, top-notch in providing uh, great, great services for our members. And, um, you know, something, you know, looking back at this map is it's, it's here on my desk. And, you know, the, the thing right in the center is listen and respond to member needs. And that was just such a glowing topic for our senior leadership time, team at the time. Um, and it, being a huge focus, we wanted to do it better than anyone in the industry. And it was just um, kind of a good kind of good timing as far as trying to figure out how. Um, back at the time, our, our executive vice president, Adam, uh, Adam Jones, he attended a digital insight conference, uh, who at the time was owned by Intuit, um, who you know is a pretty big driver um, of the lean startup process, pretty big believer in it. Um, and he had gone to a conference out in Nashville and walked into a session, uh, and he said it was really non-traditional, walked in, you know, a lot of times you go to the conferences and they're all, you're all sat in a row, especially at some of these, you know, financial conferences. Um, it was very collaborative setup, you know, round tables, arts and crafts things all over the room. And he's thinking he walked into the wrong room and about to walk out and um, <laughs> looks at his notes and he says, okay, wow, this is a four hour session. You know, we're going to do, what, what are we going to do for four hours in here? Um, decided, hey, you know, I stick it out. I signed up for it. And um, they ended up doing a um, an experiment and ran it, stepped it all the way through the process, you know, with with, um, with health bars, and we're out, you know, on the streets in Nashville, you know, testing this, and came back and did all the unpacking. Um, and at that conference, they were given, uh, they were all given copies of uh, Eric's book. And uh, Adam had come back and just to kind of really try to unpack and read the book and and um, digest it. You know, he just said it was. On the surface, the book almost seems like a simple read, but if you actually want to want to take it all in and, and learn learn how we can uh, um, apply them at our organization, you know, he, he kind of mentioned it as being a hard read. It was, you know, hey, I've, I want to make sure that I've really got this all down so that I, before I take it to the rest of our senior management that might have not been in that four-hour session that I was in. Um, so spent some time uh, reading through the Lean Startup book, um, came back and Basically, in that time that he read it, wrote a summary um, and was able to give that out, get that out to the senior management staff um, to you know prevent them maybe having to take a few months in reading the book and uh, really tried, did his best to get them up to speed as quick as possible. So that's kind of where where this all kicked off. So Adam goes to the conference. He learns about Lean Startup. He he brings the book back. He has some of the executives read it. And at that point, was there some kind of like, all right, green light, everybody? Because at some point, you determine what products and services you needed to build. And I do want to have you walk us through your customer development process. But that sort of in-between stage, was there some green light, or did you guys just start, start doing this stuff? Um, so at the time, we were, it was, like I said, the timing of all of this, you know, looking back at, at where everything kind of meshed together, you know, the aha from our from our senior management team to try and get down the path of this doing better at listening and responding, Adam discovering the book, um, you know, and finding other great tools from some other people in the community. Um, and then at the time, we, we decided we were um, going to run a uh, promotional, kind of a loss leader type product where, where we advertise the, uh, you know, and, and offer a 1.99 teaser rate um, for auto, 
for auto financing in the area. Um, and he said, you know, well, this is a great opportunity to kind of test it through this process. And when he was, uh, after that, that initial um, conference, he went to a, uh, an innovation showcase done by Intuit and kind of learned about their next, uh, a, a tool that they were kind of using to step through the process. And we had come back and developed our own next decision tool to kind of step us through the process. And uh, Adam basically took the this idea that we were going to run with with the 1.99 and along with management kind of used it as a, a teaching tool to them. And he said, you know, I was kind of trying to keep up, you know, keep ahead of the team as far as you know, making sure that he's digesting and, you know, learning the processes and that type of thing and being able to apply them to this. And they basically put together that next decision tool filled with all of the the information from the 1.99 loss leader product and uh, took it to our board of directors. And through the, through kind of showing them what this tool and these processes and, and ideas can do as far as moving us through product idea or a service idea um, mm-hmm. much quicker than we traditionally would be able to, they they were really intrigued by it. Um, so, you know, once once they were intrigued, you know, then we were able to kind of go and, and do all of the the legal type things that we need to do to, to protect us um, since we are since we are in that regulated industry I mentioned. So you got to this point. And then how did you determine what products or services you needed to build, you wanted to build? Um, right. Uh, that one we already had on the table. Um, so so now, I mean, once once we had gone through all the legal stuff, and, you know, I, I'm, I can get into that a little bit as well, but once we had gotten through all that and we actually have everything in place, um, we have we have a tool called Brainstorm um, that's that's provided by Intuit, and we use that for staff submissions. So we really encourage our front office staff, back office staff, management, anyone that has an idea of a way, you know, somewhere where they see a gap in, you know, product offering or service offering or where they think we can improve something or create a new product, they submit these through that brainstorm tool. And at the time, we didn't have any, you know, resources directly allocated to this process. So Adam was kind of running it with help from a couple other people in the organization and, you know, funneling through the ideas uh, as they come in. And that's how we kind of decide what we pursue. Gotcha. So you mentioned the 1.99, but can you give us an example or two of some product successes you've enjoyed as a result of using Lean Startup? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I mentioned that 1.99. That's a great, you know, segue into it. I can go into a little more detail. Um, it was kind of cool. We we decided, okay, you know, we're going to test out this 1.99 loss leader. Um, our idea was, uh, or our, our hypothesis at the time was that we could keep our weighted average interest rate over 5% even while offering that 1.99. Um, you know, just saying, you know, 1.99 gets applications in the door, but based on credit and those types of things, obviously the rate can go, you know, different direction. Um, we said, you know, we want 60, we set some parameters, which, you know, have been, been huge for us in the process and said we want to set, you know, 60 loans to meet our volume goal. Um, well, when we when we rolled it out, we went four times that in the first month. So, um, you know, and, and still to this day, this <laughs> we're still running that 1.99. It's been two years, but with the parameters we set, we just said, hey, we're, we're going to get out, we're going to test this small, and uh, we set a cap perimeter on it. We know at 
2% or below, we're losing money on a, on an auto loan. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's very cut and dry. Um, so we said we don't want to exceed $10 million at that, at that rate. And, you know, two years later, and we've just drawn our loan, our loan volume, you know, through the roof, we still haven't hit that 10 million at the 1.99. So it, it really proved to to be a successful um, product and and kind of the, the leading product that we work through the system. Um, and uh, probably our most recent success, we had uh, online loan payments. We were talking about, we, we had an idea come in that, you know, these people that, that don't do their primary banking with us are having a little bit of a struggle and it's creating a pain point, you know, and this is our first interaction with these people as members, uh, you know, if they got a loan from a dealer or that type of thing. And the only way that we were offering for them to make payments at the time was to mail it in or come into a branch. And, you know, with technology where it is, it, you know, most of us look at that and say, that's crazy. So um, someone said, well, isn't there something we can do for an online loan payment? And again, we put together, uh, put together a cross-functional team to make sure that we, you know, cover all of our bases within the, within the organization and make sure we don't miss anything. And um, really just reach out to one of our vendors um, we were kind of told at the beginning, roughly, maybe the the payments would cost us if someone used a debit credit card, maybe six dollars a transaction on average. We said okay, started you know testing to see how responsive members were to fees. Um, if we said okay, you know, would you like would you pay five dollars for this service, um, and just kind of offered it out there at a very small scale for for a month, and to a hundred members initially, and and the response was huge. I mean, we had we had um, almost full participation in in wanting to make that online loan payment, and they were showing us by their behavior. Yeah, we would love this. We would love this opportunity, um, and we offered ACH as well. You know, we use routing number and account number versus the card. Well, what what ended up happening is, you know, thankfully through the process, you know, you test very small scale to begin, and we we started with that hundred members, and as we got the credit card bills back in you know the the following months, we realized these transactions were costing us close to $20 a transaction and just really realized that with the credit and debit card option, it just really wasn't very feasible. You know, we can't take that $20 hit. Members aren't going to pay that $20 fee. Um, so just kind of settled in between it at the routing number and account number. And our members said, you know, that that's still a viable option for us and just really flocked to it. So, um, with our website, we made it available, but didn't market it to kind of drive, you know, the numbers a little bit higher and see if we had the same, uh, same success rate. And, you know, we set our parameters, you know, with our, with our policies to kind of keep us in line, um, with, with regulators. And we say, you know, one specific experiment doesn't exceed 500 consumers. Well, we, we had that initial hundred and by the end of the next month with no advertising, no marketing, didn't tell anybody it was available, just people getting out there and seeing if it was um, an option, we grew by 400 that month and then said, oh, okay, we need to take this to scale pretty quickly um, and make it available to everybody. And, you know, month over month over month since May when, when that kicked off, we've had, we've grown by that average of about 400 people going online to make that loan payment. So just a tremendous success and taking taking a pain point away from our members, um, you know, making it easier to do business with us. Um, so that's that's a great recent success. Um, and then just one more I, I really thought was really cool that, that we did um, pretty recently in the last year um, was when 
when we want to create a debit card for our members, so if it's been lost, stolen, damaged, um, the previous way was we would, you know, close out their old one, have one mailed to them five to seven days. Just, again, a pain point, you know, without without money for those days, having to kind of revert to cash if they don't have another way to um, to pay for things. Mm-hmm and explored an instant issue option to where, okay, we could instant issue these cards in a branch and um, you'd get cards same day. Well, um, we, we again, we started at very small scale. Someone just someone in the, the team that we had put together just said, well, hey, can't we reach out to our vendor and get some cards that just say, you know, member one, member two, and, you know, just get 10, 20 cards and see if our members are interested in it and just give it to them on the spot. So we went and ran an experiment uh, talk to our members. Someone would come in and say, I lost my card. I'd like a new one. We'd tell them, well, we have two options. We can send one out to you by mail um, free of charge. Or today, if you want one made um, at the branch for $5, we can have you a, a card before you leave. And again, overwhelmingly, people wanted that card same day and they were willing to pay that $5 fee. So what we did was, you know, we'd say, okay, well, you know, we don't quite have this in place yet. Thank you so much for being a part of our experiment. Offered them a small, you know, Starbucks gift card, five, ten dollars, to say thanks for being part of this. And we still were able to give them that card on the spot. It just didn't have their name on it, you know, member one, member two, and we would send, still send them their actual card in the mail. So that was our experiment, and you know, proved successful. And now we've got instant issue in our branches. Oh uh, well, having known a lot of people who. <laughs> tend to lose their <clears throat> debit and credit cards <laughs> quite frequently. Uh, I'm sure they're very grateful. So, you know, you're a, a company that's, what, 75-ish years old. What obstacles did you have to overcome in implementing Lean Startup in such a large traditional organization? Definitely. Um, so something something up front that that's very important is we have a board of directors and um, it was getting that getting that board buy-in and so with back to that 1.99 teaser idea um, you know we took that to the board with the completed next decision tool and said hey look how quickly we got out here and tested this and how successful it's you know it is and this is something that traditionally would have taken us you know six to twelve months in a in an old way of doing things um, and a ton of money and marketing and that type of thing and you know, the board was just uh, really impressed with with the with the process, and I think that that was a vital piece was getting that that board buy-in early on. And you know, they loved the idea that we were doing something different than uh, our competitors were doing. Um, but you know, a, a big thing again that I referenced earlier was the the regulatory piece. So um, annually, we have uh, NCUA uh, National Credit Union Administration. Um, come in and they're similar, you know, if you're familiar with the bank side, the FDIC, and, you know, they kind of look at all of our policies, procedures, way we're doing business, kind of top to bottom. And so we knew we had to cover ourselves as far as policies and that type of thing. Um, So we reached out and and sought legal counsel at the time. And uh, it took about a week for them to get back to us. And they let us know, um, you know, they they didn't feel qualified to really give us direction on it. Um, We kind of gave them a brief education of the process, lean startup processes, policies, you know, tools, principles, all that type of thing. And uh, they ended up referring us over to a credit union um, expert type firm um, and did a phone consult with them, uh, submitted a propo- they submitted a proposal back to us. 
And a couple weeks later, you know, we were really going down the path of, okay, we need this huge policy. We need to cover everything in the policy. And they kind of looped back, looped us back and said, no, let's keep the policy small, you know, and help us develop our in- innovation sandbox policy, which is, you know, called our build, measure, learn. And then we really, um, it really what it does is it just says, you know, it defers to our guidelines. Um, and that's where, that's where this is really important for us is for us to lay out this these procedures and guidelines for for how we're going to run these teams, how we're going to run experiments. Um, you know, we set limits on our experiments for how long they can go, how many consumers they can touch, and so you know that kind of takes me into the next thing, next obstacle that we ran into was was the regulator piece. Um, and when since we had gotten all of this in place, our regulators came in shortly after, and you know, we were kind of kind of thinking along the lines of we're going to have to get out in front of this, kind of present this whole idea to them about running experiments with our members and the idea that we're even potentially testing fees in some of these experiments. And uh, we didn't really have the chance to get out in front of it. It was just kind of they're in for, you know, they're in for their annual um, review with us and kind of came up on everything we we're doing. And they were actually really impressed and excited. And, you know, it was it was really cool to see them, you know, excited about you guys are doing something so much different than these other credit unions are doing. And the most important piece is you've gotten out in front of setting these policies and guidelines in place. You know, we didn't just get out and start running experiments without any parameters. And, and you know, thinking back on it, the policy and the guidelines and procedures were just absolutely vital for us having success in this process. So, um, you know, with working with the working with the attorney and laying out the policy, and then you know our staff writing the guidelines, and then having it reviewed by the attorney, absolutely was huge. So, that's great. I mean, I'd asked you about obstacles, and you kind of already got into you know some of the solutions. I mean, you had decided that you wanted to you know get out in front of it. Um, you know, you sought out. Um, credit union expert, I think is what you said. And, um, you know, is there anything else you'd like to share about your approach in applying lean startup with the constraints um, that can be imposed? Sure. Um, You know, the the regulation aspect was was big for us. Um, And, you know, I I touched on the, the board piece. The other thing that we had to consider was, you know, we thought we might get a little bit of pushback from accounting because, you know, our, our old way of, you know, we before any of this happened, we had an old ideas and innovations team. And it was it was really, um, really, again, back to the slow moving idea, you know, um, and but the big thing is, you know, accounting wants to look at reducing expenses and, you know, making income. So the the. I think getting their buy-in early on was was huge. Um, I think another obstacle we we thought we would run into but really didn't was, um, you know, our compliance team here. We involved them very early and often. I mean, they were the first ones that we started working with. Okay, how how can we cover ourselves here? And, you know, they were part of going to seek the legal counsel. We usually pull in someone from compliance on any of our teams. Um, So I, I think we've just really done a pretty good job at eliminating the obstacles. Um, and kind of getting in front of the obstacles before we actually run into them. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the board, the board buy-in, you know, if, for people familiar with credit unions, you know, a lot of, a lot of times it, it might be difficult to take an idea like this and say pretty much tell the board, 
we're looking at changing the way we do business. We're looking at a new innovative way we do business. And I think some of our past failures were really what helped us, um, you know, drive this idea to them. We, you know, like I mentioned, that old ideas and innovation team, you know, we had this team that would review these ideas that would come in. Um, they had monthly meetings and, you know, so an idea would come in and a month later, a liaison from this team would reach out to the person that submitted the idea, get some information, bring it back, and team would meet. Then it would have to go, you know, if the team kind of gave it a, a yes or an, a yes instead of the no, it would go to a competitive analysis team, who, by the way, only met twice a year. Um, then, you know, they would sometimes want additional information and assign some kind of homework to the liaison or the submitter of the idea. And then their next six-month meeting, they would kind of give it the yes or no. Then it goes to our board, you know, and, and they, you know, they're not meeting but maybe quarter, or I guess they meet monthly, but, you know, um, again, it it just had this really slow process. And, you know, think about that from the, the side of the, the staff that has this great idea. You know, you, you submit this idea that you think is going to have a huge impact on, on improving your member relationships or saving us money, and a year and a half later, someone's just now actually doing something about it. So I think that that was a huge piece of the buy-in, um, we had failure with a past product. You know, it's kind of, kind of an ongoing, um, an, an ongoing re- reference point for us here in, in really supporting this process. Was um, a while back we, we decided we wanted to create this Good Sense Rewards Visa, and uh, you know, all of our senior management team got into a room and they decided, you know, we really want to pursue this healthcare op- healthcare community um, as members and. We've got this great idea where, you know, we're going to offer some a cashback percentage to the cardholder, but then also a donation, you know, on our behalf or fr- from from the rewards to to a charity or to an organization. And, you know, we spent a year developing the product and and all the marketing and billboards and and, you know, website content and the actual card itself. And I and I think we had a year later, I think we had six people enrolled in the card. And that, you know, for our senior management team, it was just, it was pretty devastating. And it's, you know, you, you, you thought you had this great idea and, you know, you've, you've invested all this re- these resources into it. And to see, you know, less than 10 people actually went out and sought out this product that you spent so much time on, it, it was pretty deflating. And um, Adam Jones, again, our executive vice president, just had this revelation. And, you know, it's something that he says all the time is, I don't ever want to feel what that failure, you know, on that at that scale felt like again. You know, I don't want us to to go out and spend a year building a product, building a service, or or changing a procedure just to find out it's nothing our members want. I, I remember Eric Ries saying, um, I think it was in a recent webcast, but many years ago he went into somebody's office and there was a mug on the gentleman's desk that said, failure is not an option. And Eric sat there <laughs> thinking like, hmm, if I had a mug, it would say, I eat failure for breakfast. <laughs> I think that's what <laughs> That's so true. And I mean, it's something that we've just completely embraced here. I mean, um, we tell our staff that all the time. And, you know, some some people, the f- the first response you get when, when we tell them failure is okay, it's, you know, we're, we're so condi- conditioned to, dread failure and you know no one wants to fail and we just say you know it's it and it's it comes out in eric's book and you know we've all the other books that we've that we've read and touched on is 
you know, failure is okay, but let's fail fast. Let's fail cheap. Let's fail early, you know, and let's not fail at the scale of a product we spent a year developing and a lot of money. Yeah. So I'd like to give the listeners some clear takeaways that they might be able to replicate. What are some processes you've put into place? And I know we've touched on this a little bit. But what are some processes you put into place that are now an integral part of product and service uh, development? Definitely. So um, initially, as I mentioned before, Adam and a couple of our leadership team members had been kind of running this process. So something that our our board and our management team realized was we need to dedicate some some resources to this. Um, this is way too big to just only be doing exclusively on the side. So. Um, I was hired into my position. Um, I don't. We don't have a ton of direct staff in the process, but what we did is we went out to existing staff that were, you know, really interested and kind of bought into this this idea of creating these teams and and the whole process as a whole and the the idea of learning and getting out and and learning from our members. Um, so we put together a team of facilitators. Um, and we just really put them together based on people that were interested in this and, and, and want to learn and really lead these teams. And these people all have, you know, full-time jobs otherwise. You know, we've got people that are our back office staff. We've got some people that have jobs in our branches. And we just asked for three to four hours a week of their time to dedicate to facilitating a team. Um, so that's been a big piece is putting together facilitators to kind of lead these teams um, a huge tool that we have in in relation to the facilitators is um, our training staff, you know, partnered with, with a few people that were involved um, early on in the process, put together a facil- facilitator certification training. So it's, it's, it's kind of a pretty big book. I mean, it's close to, it's kind of a manual we put together, close to about 45 pages. And it really breaks down a lot of the, the lean startup model, um, talks about, you know, entrepreneurship kind of high level, um, talks about the build, measure, learn loop, um, talks about how to facilitate these teams. So, you know, from kind of from idea submission to scale, what, how these teams should be facilitated, what experiments look like. It's just a great education tool for people that, that haven't really been exposed to um, this way of thinking or, or all of the tools. It kind of really summarizes all the tools for them and gives them a reference um, to go back to. And I, I think that's been huge um, as far as, you know, a training tool. Um, but as far as, you know, product and, and customer development and that type of thing, two huge things we're using currently is that next decision tool I referenced earlier. And that's really how we kind of step ourselves through um, the initial ideas and and kind of working them through um, experiments. So, you know, uh, kind of up, up top, we've got, you know, our insights and our vision and our idea, and we kind of lay those out as a, as a group. Um, we step through our leap of faith assumptions. Um, we end up writing out a hypothesis, run our experiments, and then we kind of have a section for unpacking the learning. What did we learn? And then, you know, the fifth step on there is just our decision. Okay, do we want to change the idea? Um, do we want to keep going forward? And that's back to that pivot or persevere idea. And we just really keep stepping things through this next decision tool as as ideas come in. And then, um, you know, as we, as we get some traction on an idea, another tool we use, um, if you're familiar, I'm sure you're familiar with, but if the readers are familiar with or listeners are familiar with, is the Lean Canvas. Um, mm-hmm. And that just really helps us, especially when it comes to things like accounting and, and taking these uh, successes to the board and really being able to summarize them instead of taking, you know, 
two, three weeks of meeting notes and meeting minutes to the board, we can take this nice completed lean canvas that lays out the revenue streams and cost structure, you know, which our accounting team's interested in and kind of shows the problem solution, how we step through it. So th I would say the so, some really vital tools for us are that lean canvas, next decision tool, and that facilitator certification training that we created. Jeff, you've been really open about sharing some of the industry challenges and some of the obstacles you know your company has run into. What challenges are you working through now, if any? And where else are you applying lean startup within the organization? Great question. Um, one of the challenges right now um, th that we've seen is is with facilitators. So I mentioned earlier, um, you know, for something that we have, we feel like we have laid out so well, um, it's still become a challenge because the reality is a lot of these people in our organization that are interested in being facilitators, it's really because they're they're really interested and involved in, in the success of the organization. So a lot of them have been promoted, um, taken on additional taskings, things that have really taken away the additional time that they have to dedicate to being a facilitator of these teams. So something that we're, that we're running into some challenges with is just really keeping that, that revolving door of facilitators, keeping people up trained on, on being facilitators and kind of having a pipeline of them so that when some, when some fall out, we can quickly bring some in. Um, and I think that's been a little bit of a challenge for us. Um, something to, you know, and I, and I mentioned when we chatted before, um, is just there's not there's not a lot of people doing um I, I feel like applying the lean startup practices in a financial institution or or a bank or credit union i just you know i've i've gone out to the internet and tried to you know seek out some resources and that type of thing so i just i, just, I feel like in the on the financial side it's kind of a challenge sometimes with the community where i feel like it's a little bit smaller um and just not having somebody to kind of bounce those ideas off of so it's proven successful for us, but it's been a lot of um, figure it out, figure it out um, for yourself kind of thing. And it, we really kind of embrace it anyways because it's you know it's part of the process. But um, I just think that those are the two things. Um, and then you know you, you mentioned about where where else we're applying this in the organization. Um, something came to mind with a, a conversation I had with someone the other day, and our um, board sessions have completely changed. So. They would have a kind of a, a quarterly meeting um, with our senior management team, and the one here in the fall um, coming up traditionally was the planning session. So it was saying, you know, these are the things we want to do next year, and and these are our goals, and really just kind of laying out the next year um, as far as planning and and um, figures and and that type of thing. So the way that that the way that it's changed is. We've broken them up now. So rather than that one session, um, they've they've changed it to about three sessions a year, and just kind of call them agility sessions. So rather than sitting there, you know, you know, in a room together for for a day and and coming up with all the things you want to do next year, they they said, well, you know, I, we don't want to just stick to these these plans, you know, whether they're working or not. You know, if we get out there and this has been our plan, but we find out that it's proving to be a you know a failure in the market we don't want to just stick to it just to say yeah we stuck to what we told the board of directors we would stick to they they reevaluate these you know a lot more frequently throughout the year so i think our board's almost taken on the 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 image of the lean startup process and just said 
you know, why do we only have to do this once a year? Why can't we revisit these as the year goes on and, and you know, make our make our pivot or persevere in that in those sessions? And um I just think that the way that those sessions are hosted have really kind of taken on the, this mindset. And um, it was kind of cool. I got the opportunity in the last agility session to take a, uh, a lean canvas, a completed lean canvas to them on that that enhanced loan payments I referenced earlier and kind of show them the the success of it and be able to present the cost and revenue stream and and really kind of step them through the process. Although they're familiar to it, it was cool to take the, the completed board to them and uh, just talk to the process a little bit. I was pretty new in the position, you know, and it was, it was kind of, um, kind of funny. You know, we, I finished my, my little piece in the presentation and we're all sitting around the room chatting and one of the board members spoke up and said, you know, to our CEO, uh, Todd Pearson and said, Hey Todd, you know, why can't all of our sessions be this way? You know, saying why can't why can't we make all of our sessions, you know, this exciting and talk about the lean startup stuff and talk about the, you know, go over these lean canvases and I just think that there's a huge sense of excitement from our board and from our senior management team um, that you're really seeing that in across the organization. You had mentioned, um, you know, being curious about what other financial institutions may be practicing lean startup, and I know that in talking to companies, you know, we run into a lot of, you know, other folks in highly regulated industries that want to talk to one another. And I don't know if I mentioned this on the call, but uh, with you recently, but I, I just did a full analysis of all the, you know, data from our customer development calls we've been doing um, since the beginning of this year, and. Um, one of the things we found was that people really want a way to communicate with one another about this stuff, specifically um, in channels that relate to, say, highly regulated industries. And so I was just looking at my notes from my call with you, and you kind of put the nail in the coffin that day in terms of us wanting to to create this. And so um, the good news is that we are going to start a Slack channel and it's going to be invite only um, for some of these people like yourself that we've done these calls with. Um, but if there are other people that are interested out there listening, email me, heather at leanstartup.co, and we can um, you know, give you some information on that. Well, we have time for one last question, Jeff. And uh, I would like to know, you know, how has applying Lean Startup to um, your organization affected team morale and, and the workflow? Great, yeah. Um, one word really just kind of comes to mind, and, and it's excitement. Um, you know, I, I think that it's it's really driving um, a culture shift at the credit union, and it's really giving staff the, the feeling of empowerment. Um, it's going to the staff and saying, we value your ideas, we realize that, you know, some of us that are in management or in the back office, we don't see the day-to-day challenges that you face in branches or or some of the people in branches don't see the day-to-day challenges that some of our back office staff sees. And it's really saying, we want you to get your idea to us and we actually want to do something about it. We don't want to, you know, we don't, we don't want to do things the old way and take a year and a half to get to your idea. We want you to submit your idea on Friday and at mon- and on Monday, you know, I'm looking at it and trying to figure out how I can put together a cross-functional team as quickly as possible if it needs it, or you know some of these things. Some of the it's really, it's really pushed um, an ownership piece for some of the staff. So you know someone's just got an idea of hey you know we'd like you to be able we'd like to be able to 
you know, label our transfers we do online. Well, some things like that are just as simple as reaching out to our vendor and turning on a switch. And it doesn't need the cross-functional team, but it's still driving, you know, just these, these little ideas that make such a big difference. Um, I think that it's really driven excitement from the top down um, because our, our management team is really excited about the ideas that are coming in and seeing these teams be put together and seeing us get out and, and get some learning from our members. I, I even think it's extended to the membership a little bit because I think of it from the consumer side. And, you know, if, if someone that I do business with is reaching out to me and saying, hey, we're looking at testing this on a small scale. We want to know what you think. We want your real-time feedback so we can make your life easier as a member. We want, to make, we want your real-time feedback so we can maybe find ways to save you money. That's so cool. And, and people get – I think that that just drives that excitement piece. And I, I feel like right now we're really seeing it from top to bottom. Um, and, you know, as, as we move forward, a big thing that we want to push is, is really trying to get all of the staff completely educated and up-to-date on, on the Lean Startup process and, and why we're doing this Build, Measure, Learn um, you know, they see it right now as an idea of, great, I get to submit my idea, and it, and it can be real in a couple of weeks, you know, but we want it to be a little bit more than that and see why we're doing it. Um, but for right now, it's it's proven to be, um, be really uh, a great morale booster. Well, Jeff, your story is, is truly relatable, and, um, you know, you presented it in such an organized way. So thank you for um, sharing some of your inside tips with us today. We're happy to have had you on the show. Definitely. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks to our guest, Jeff Vitry. I'm Heather McGough from Lean Startup Company. Our team looks forward to having you join us for upcoming podcasts and webcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lean Startup, register for our flagship Lean Startup Conference, or follow our blog. Visit leanstartup.co for more information. <laughs>